I wanted to talk to you today about something that uh, I've been going through myself uh, recently with a micro SaaS uh, project that I've been working on for a number of months. Um, it's called PetStayK.com. Um, I'm not going to get into like what it does exactly, but um, I just did some beta testing, and um, I've done beta testing for decades in my career uh, in all sorts of projects, but this one, um, I think it was because the project is something that I kind of just totally came up with on my own, um, you know, and uh, had been thinking about and working on uh, for some time that um, I, I think I had a different reaction to the beta testing. And so I wanted to give you some insights into what beta testing is and why it's important and how it can uh, uh, work out for you um, and and how to think about it that, that can be constructive. So let's get to it. If you are motivated to learn to code the 21st century web, from plugin products to microsas, using WordPress as the framework, welcome to the Plug Into Programming Show. With your host, Jamie Robe. Jamie is a computer engineer and the solo founder of PluggedIntoProgramming.com. And now, over to you, Jamie. One of the most important types of action that you can take at any stage of a project, uh, you're programming and developing, uh, and this is especially true for a micro SaaS a plugin or a website, and that is getting user feedback. And um, so today we're going to talk about beta testing specifically, but it, it is a form of, of getting feedback, getting some kind of a, you know, um, uh, idea of what works and what doesn't work. Um, a lot of times people are thinking that, uh, you know, you're, you're just testing for bugs in the software, but really it's, it's a lot more than that. So um, I also want to uh, really emphasize that we have to change our mindset here. Uh, that's the most important thing, is to change your mindset about what it means to, to learn and get that feedback. Um, you know, in the lean uh, philosophy uh, of production and development and everything, you want to fail early, fail often, and fail forward. And I always go by that, but when you think about it, what we're really trying to do is learn early, learn often, and learn forward. You know, we've got to get out of the mindset of failure and, and move towards a mindset of learning and adjusting and making things better. Um, so, beta testing. Well, what is it? Uh, some of you may be very familiar with this and others may be new to it, but it's it is really, the definition would be, it's, it's real users using your software or your system or your product in a real life production mode. You know, this isn't just, uh, you know, testing some little feature or something like that. This is a full up test of what you've got to offer. And uh, really, a lot of times it's to find bugs, of course, in your software and your, in your design. But it's also to flesh out the the user uh, interface, the UI, 
and also the, the user experience, the UX. And those two things are critical, critically important uh, in, in any kind of a product. And, um, you know, why is it so important? Well, beta testing is very important because um, it breaks your thinking out of a rut. And anybody who's developed or programmed anything and you're vesting your time, your effort, your emotion, <laughs> your knowledge, and no matter how open-minded you are to change and, and new thinking, you're just going to get into a rut because you've got to get something done. And so it's, it's human nature. So when you get other people test, testing something, <clears throat> obviously it's going to, they're going to think different ways. They're going to experience it in a different way than you do. Um, and one of the big, uh, really important things about beta testing, and I've had this happen many times, is that not only does it help you, it gives the user a sense of ownership. So if you are listening to these users that are testing, you're respecting their input, um, they are investing time, and really, you know, uh, their big reward for most of them is that they are able to be an early adopter or be on the ground floor of something exciting. So, you know, it there's a kind of a give and take, uh, but it's really important to build up that that trust and that, uh, you know, respect. Um, and uh, some, some of the ways that people implement beta testing are, are to select individuals, uh, you know, have a little focus group of users um, that you've selected. So um, that's kind of what I've done on my project I was just talking about earlier in the intro. Uh, I got a couple people who were going to use they're doing something that my software can help them with, and you know I had to uh, open it up and you know, put put a user in and get the, get the ball rolling, and that uh, can be a little bit tough to deal with, and I will go into that in a minute. But um, that's one way to do it: is to select a small group of people and have them be sort of a focus group for you. Another way that some companies do this, and you can go online and actually. Uh, and there's actually ways to get paid to be a beta tester. So, um, you know, you could pay people to, uh, or otherwise reward them somehow to be a, a beta tester. Um, I don't know about that. You know, I guess if you get professional testers out there, um, maybe it's a lucrative thing, and maybe you get people that are going to give you really good f feedback that way, but um, I'm kind of a little bit hesitant to try that approach for beta testing. I'd rather select some people, you know, a small group of people, and build on, uh, you know, some real life users uh, as opposed to just people that are doing it for money. Um, another way to, to beta test is to just open up your site or your your app, whatever, open it up and tell everyone it's in beta mode. You know, I, I remember all the sites a long time ago decades ago, always had these little badges on them, these little star-like badge things, and they would say beta, you know, so people would just have a beta test like that, and just keep it open, and, you know, uh, probably like in a free mode or something, or maybe some other kind of low-cost thing, but just get people in there as beta testers. I don't, you really don't see that, at least I haven't seen that in a long time, but that's still a viable viable method to get testers in there. Um, the 
now we're going to talk about a little bit about why it's difficult to do this. Because it sounds pretty easy on the face value. You've worked, worked, worked. You've got something that you feel people could could actually use. And then you get some people testing it. Well, how, what's hard with that? Well, number one, it is mentally difficult to launch a beta test for a developer, a programmer, or whatever, a creative person. Because number one, we all have egos. Okay? So this is not just, hey, here's my little widget, try it out. This is something you've been putting blood, sweat, and tears into. Uh, you know, when I'm programming and I'm doing like side projects and I, I'm exhausted and I force myself or I want to work on something and I put in all this time, it it's, it's, has a huge value to me. So I tend to, uh, as many of us do I probably put a lot of my my own value on what I'm doing? I, I measure my value by what I'm worked on, and so obviously if people are going to tear that down. Potentially, that's kind of scary, you know. Um, it also I think we all have a certain level of perfectionism, you know. Uh, we want to get to 100% done, and then it's ready for testing, you know. Where we really probably overshoot by 20%. I'm always thinking we're always going a little bit further than we need to before we get that feedback, and that's always bad. We want to get the feedback early. Um, so kind of related to this is, uh, you know, again, a limiting factor or a difficulty here is our own anxiety and fear. You know, I get anxious and fearful of what people are going to think and what they're, you know, are they going to understand how to use this? What's this, you know, it, it, it's hard because when you put something out there in a beta test format, uh, you move from being a dream, a fantasy to a reality very quickly. And you can really get into a self-judging mode before you even do the, the beta testing. You know, once it's in beta testing, it kind of flows in its own pattern, you know, because it's out of your control. That's probably the main thing, you know. Um, and uh, so you want to be able to, uh, you have to be able to overcome what's in your own head. You know, a lot of this is a mind game with ourselves. So really, that's, those things are, are all related that we just talked about. Now we're Another third point of difficulty here is getting good testers who will give you honest feedback. Okay, if you turn to just family and friends and get them to do some testing, number one, you know, everybody's all enthusiastic about hearing about your project until they have to do something. Okay, so, yeah, you, you know, these people that are like, oh, this is, sounds great, can't wait till you're done, but then you get it done, you're like, hey, do you have... 30 minutes or five minutes or an hour or whatever to try this thing out. And, you know, it's going to be hard to get them to actually do it. That That's difficult. Uh, also, if you do get them to do it and they're close friends or family, you know, are they going to give you honest feedback? Are they going to tell you that this thing that you worked on has got some flaws in it and, you know, maybe some significant changes they've got recommendations for you or maybe it's just minor things but you know it, it are they going to give you the honest feedback it's it's hard to find good testers 
Um, and then another problem, number four, is just how do you how are you going to observe and capture these this feedback and the, and these reactions and any new ideas? Because if you're you have to think about it, while you're testing and debugging yourself, you're there. You know, if if you give this over to somebody else, um, you know, are they just loading this on their laptop or their phone or whatever and on their own time in their own place and working on this and how do you know what they're actually experiencing do you have a formal way that they're going to write down their feedback is it built into the software uh or is is this something you might need to observe like to run some sort of a, a zoom or team or uh google meet thing and record what they're doing you know, there's all different ways of, of approaching this, but a lot of times the people are doing this on their own. So sometimes you might be able to find somebody who can actually s just try things and you sit there over looking over their shoulder at the screen and kind of, uh, you know, see what's going on. Uh, and even if you capture all these, this feedback, ideas, bugs, and everything else, uh, you know, Number five, the difficulty number five is making an actionable plan in order to fix or change your your product. You know, uh, it's it's you know you have to then break down and you have to decide is something really a problem? Is it just one person? Uh, are these people representative of your actual users? You know, because um, you don't want to just be constantly flailing and changing things. Um, and you may not even know how to change them. It, it may be something that is more significant than you were anticipating. So that is a little bit difficult. And I'll just relate uh, a, a little incident on my latest uh, you know, beta test here. Um, in the application, okay, the MicroSAS application, uh, I have two types of users, and, but, a, but a person can be both of those types of users. And so one of the things I do is I, I capture uh, like people's personal information. I, in order to, to do this, you would need somebody's, uh, like their place where they live, their address, their phone number, and so on. So of course, I have that pop up and uh, you know before they can do anything else, they have this, this thing, this form that they have to fill in. Well, the second type of user in on the system doesn't need any of that information. So I didn't realize that that form was actually going to confuse the heck out of half of the people using this, this microSAS. So I've got to go in, and now that I realize that, it's so clear to me now, it was not clear to me before, I've got to come in and try to figure out how to make that only come up for the relevant people. Um, and that was strictly something that I would not have noticed in any of my development work. It just it didn't occur to me. And um, so it was a little humbling, and uh, but really insightful of, you know, uh, what, it was very helpful because I only saw that through the beta testing process. Um, uh, it was something that was actually hiding this dashboard thing that I'd worked so diff so hard on to make it work, make it look good, and uh, that wasn't even coming up for the people that are using it. So um, that's just an example. So 
the uh, and, and also you'll get practical things like other things I've had I I can't tell you how many times I basically develop everything on a computer you know a laptop or a screen of some sort and then I develop I also check it and look at everything and test everything on an actual mobile device so I'm not just I'm using uh, mobile emulation in in a browser to look at my microsas screens or my sites that way but i'm also looking at an actual device well i'm not you can't test every type of device and i found out that some uh, android phones the screen resolution uh one of the common ones it, some of my stuff was not looking good on it some of the actual user interface wasn't being as mobile responsive as i thought it was and so I need to go back and, and make some practical changes to that too. Um, you know, when someone's telling you, hey, I, I can't press this button unless I, you know, turn my phone horizontally or something, you know, you're like, oh, wow, that really is a bummer. But, you know, those are probably, you know, things that, you know, you might have been able to, to catch if you had more and more infinite rigorous testing with all of, every kind of phone. But, you know, when you get... A dozen people using something, they're going to have a dozen different uh, devices that they're going to the app, the application with. Um, so anyway, that's interesting. Those are the kinds of, you know, design or, uh, you know, user inter user experience types of things or more practical bugs and user interface issues. So. The bottom line is that it's vitally important to do the beta testing. If you if you're launching your product and you haven't done a real beta test, you literally are having paid customers. You're asking them to be the testers. Now, some people do that. I know there's companies out there. I've used the software uh, for some really expensive things, and you know some people are just completely fine with releasing things with bugs and then fixing them rapidly you know but you know that i just puts a bad taste in your mouth unless you've got like this incredible thing that no one else can supply you know you're just kind of asking for kind of burning some bridges there early on and do you, you don't really need to do that if you can do the beta testing properly you can catch a lot of that stuff um and that's one of the things is to is to do this as early as possible you know beta test before you're even ready to beta test really if you think about it um and perhaps you know we 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 all have this concept of the mvp uh the minimal viable product that's like drilled in entrepreneurial online people and software developers you know the mvp well i think that we probably should be developing and creating an mtp a minimally uh, minimal testable product you know forget about the viability let's get it to a test point so we can get people on it and try it and and again i'm probably just as guilty as anyone else i don't want to give someone some half-baked thing i want to give them something that i think i can be proud of that, that works great and everything else but you know what ah uh, gosh i'm sure i'm sure if we all went to beta testing a little bit on the early side, uh, we would probably get so much valuable feedback that our products would more rapidly be, you know, uh, 
created and developed and sold. So I think we should really be thinking then about that uh, as we work. So I just want to wrap up with a little word of coaching here um, that when you take action, you are either winning or you're learning. You are never failing. So let's go back again. If you are taking action, you are either winning or you are learning. And you are actually never failing. So again, let's get that fail early, fail often, and fail forward thing out. And let's do learn early, learn often, and learn forward. And that's what we need to do. So I implore you, I believe in you, and I know if you start taking some sort of action on your project now, be it getting going on the development or getting going with some beta testing, take that action. Do not think about the failure because the, you have to equate the failing. Eliminate that, that whole word. Just go with learning. You're learning things and you're going to win with that information. So I hope that this is helpful for you and I look forward to uh, doing more podcasts and uh, we'll see you then. To join our conversation, get the show notes, or to find out more about Microsoft and WordPress, visit us at pluggedintoprogramming.com.